1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Ladder. I cover the 49ers for all you fine folks on the other end of the speaker. And unfortunately, it's another podcast where we have to talk about the 49ers getting completely outclassed by the Chiefs to the tune of 44 to 23 at Levi's Stadium. Now, the one thing I want to try not to do in this podcast because i try to listen to other 49ers podcasts if i get the time if you know if i'm driving if i you know it's just I, I try to keep up on just generally what everybody else is saying and for the most part everybody's saying the same thing right now and the 49ers got absolute absolutely trucked by the chiefs and they did and i'm gonna obviously there are very specific things that i have to talk about that need to be discussed it's the reality of things and contrary to what's funny is i've heard it both ways i've heard people bitch at me because i i criticize the team and i've heard people bitch at me because i don't criticize the team enough over the years um obviously that just kind of shows you how it works with humans and um Everybody's got their own opinion and they are willing to do what they got to do to justify it. But I'm going to try and go about this podcast in a way to where it's just, I'm laughing at myself because in a way I know it, it may not happen, but I'm going to try and go about this podcast in a way where it's not necessarily listening to to the same thing for you guys over and over. And, and in this case, I know it's a day later than you've listened to most of your podcasts because I uh, was at Levi Stadium for the game and didn't record by since I have a, you know, a two and a half dr- hour hour drive back to the Central Valley. Uh, I, I, I didn't want, I want to record a podcast last night. It was beat. I just went to sleep. Um, so I'm recording it today. So, uh, you know, in a way, a lot of you guys are hopping on here knowing, man, I get to listen to Rob just bash the 49ers too. And and in a way, you are going to get to listen to that. And we're going to get into your takeaways, which are inevitably, which were received right after the game, are going to be also bashing the 49ers. So as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that it may be futile for me to think that I can somehow maintain some sort of positive attitude in regards to this podcast uh, today. But I mean, I'll do my best. I'll try and just keep it Okay, here's what I'll say. I'll try and keep it from sounding like the sky is falling, like it's all over for the 49ers. Because it's not. I don't believe it is. But there are things that obviously need to be said. Starting with the 49ers getting out coached, outplayed, out everything. Uh when it mattered most. Yeah, I'm adding this because I do believe that there was there was a portion of this game. That was competitive. You know, there was a portion of this game that was, at a a certain point, it was anybody's game. You know, at the start of the third quarter, excuse me, fourth quarter, the score was 28-23 Chiefs. That is a five-point game at the start of the fourth quarter. Now, obviously, that's the start of the most important quarter
2: in football, but
1: it was you know it, it, the 49ers were in it for, for three quarters now i say that with a little bit of a chuckle because we know how this game ended and when you look at the scoring sheet you know you see that 49ers touchdown at the start of the fourth quarter and then you see chief chief chiefs okay so that's kind of where the score got and i do think that there's an element to way to to this game that makes it feel worse than it is it's almost like I felt like as we were watching this game and as the 49ers continued to kick these field goals, you started to feel like, yeah, it's close now, but it won't be when it's over. And then when that came to fruition, I think everybody was like, see, 49ers got their ass kicked. And they did, but it just, it was one of those weird games that kind of created a, a more of a sense of dread than w- what was actually happening. I guess the best way of describing it in my most eloquent way of speaking. But again, the the facts are the 49ers were down by five at the start of the fourth quarter. You had a game for, th- more, for more than three quarters. But at that point, the wheels fell off. So it's just some of it. It's weird. It's like uh, you guys got to understand what, like the, what I'm caught in between here. It's like I feel like there's a part of me that wants to say that the 49ers got outclassed in every way shape or form and there's a part of me that wants to say the 49ers were competitive and then the game just got away from them in the most at the most important time which you know is also true. So I'm somewhere in between and I feel like I'm going to literally tug myself back and forth between those two ways of thinking and I don't know which way you think or which way you know it, what I'm saying. Anyways, let's just get started. I felt like the Chiefs game was like a litmus test for the 49ers for what this 49ers team really was. And they fell short. They did. They, you know, again, they they were kind of in a way going punch for punch most of the game. And then the bottom just fell out from under them. And you kind of got the sense like it was almost like the Chiefs were playing with their food for most of the game. And then when it was time to put a foot on a neck and put the gas pedal to the floor, and whatever courty analogies I can come up with, the Chiefs had no problem doing it. Maybe that's where this sense of of dread and the sense of ass kicking comes from is the 49ers. Yeah, they, they hung with the Chiefs for fourth quarters. And then it was almost like, you know, that race in the original Fast and the Furious where the guy hits his nose too early and you know, he's running the Honda 2000 and he thinks he's going to win. And. Then the guy's like, too soon, Junior. And then he hits his NOS, and he just goes flying right by him. The guy's like, no. And he just drives off the racetrack because he bet his car, and and then he gets shot. And, you know, anyways, really going off track here. That's what it felt like. It felt like the 49ers were just kind of around, and then it takes off. Uh, also, congratulations to Red Bull for winning the 2022 Constructors Championship in Formula 1. Anyways, so – it was a little weird. And what I what I didn't, one of the most concerning things about this loss, for me, you guys will probably have a huge list for me in the takeaways, was that it was the first loss for the 49ers that, uh, to me, I don't have any excuses for it. There's no underlying reason as to why it happened, other than getting your ass kicked from here to Sunday. You know, in the Bears, it was the first game of the season. It was a torrential downpour. Shit just got away from him. And it was, you know, Trey Lance's, uh first game of that season as the man. The Broncos game, you know, Jimmy sucked ass and, you know, maybe he was still finding his footing a little bit. Falcons game, the f- defense was just absolutely ravaged by injuries. But then this, there is no excuse. They got most of their players back. Some of that may not have been smart. We'll talk about that later. 49ers just got worked over. And in a game where you're trying to find out just how good the 49ers really are, for this to happen kind of takes a little bit of the wind out of the sails as to, you know, what the 49ers are capable of doing this season. So it was just one of those losses where it's like, "Hey, I I don't have anything else to say here." Now, a loss is a loss. You don't make excuses for them. In the NFL no one cares. But, you know, for the other 49ers losses, there was at least a couple things that you could point to and say, "Well, yeah, they lost, but there's also this." This is the first one where it was like, "Eh, I can't really give them this." Like they they just got they just got torched, especially in the fourth quarter. For for much of the for much of the game, and this is kind of like my first takeaway, is for the first, maybe the first time in D'Amico Ryan's tenure, first time, I'm not going to say ever, because I remember the 49ers just getting absolutely obliterated by uh the Bills. So I'm not going to say ever, but D'Amico Ryan's defense looks looked incredibly unprepared for what the Chiefs were going to come at them with. And yes, I know the 49ers were kind of in this game late, you know, at the start of the fourth quarter, but when you look at the way the Chiefs' often, offense was able to operate, it just looked like the defense had no answer for any of it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was, or the offense was 6 of 9, uh, nine dash, it's like trying to separate nice with a dash. It's way easier to type. Funny on Twitter. Six of nine. Nice. On third down for 529 yards. They averaged 9.1 yards a play. A play. 9.1 yards a play. Like that's a first down every play in a a tenth. Like it's like every every 1.1 plays. They threw for 417 yards. That's just shy of the 49 49- That's just a little shy of what the 49ers offense was able to muster in general. Six touchdowns. Ugh. Ugh. All with less time of possession when it came to the 49ers. Then you mosey on over to Patrick Mahomes over here, completing 73% of his passes for 423 yards. At 12.4 yards a pop, yards per attempt, bam. 132.4 rating, creeping up on that perfect rating. Just the 49ers had no answer for the Chiefs on defense, especially on third down. If you take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs' longest plays of the game, You've got a deep shot from Patrick Mahomes to Marquez Valdez-Scantling for 57 yards on 3rd and 11. Then you've got a Patrick Mahomes pass to Juju Smith-Schuster for 45 yards and a score on 3rd and 6. Then you've got a 34-yard pass to Jarek McKinnon on 3rd and 20. Then you've got a 27-yard pass to Travis Kelsey on 3rd and 1. The Chiefs were just annihilating the 49ers on third down with their best plays. They weren't even just targeting the sticks. They were just stunting all over the 49ers defense, saying, sure, we only need 11, but we're going to go ahead and gain 57. We don't care if it's a low percentage play deep throw. We're going to just do that. Charvarius Ward got cooked, which we're not used to seeing. He was been He was among one of the better corners in the NFL leading up to this game. He was clearly hampered by that groin injury. I was surprised to see him play. He played and he gave up a critical third and long throw, the the 57-yarder to Marquez valdez scantling on third and 11. And that was in the fourth quarter. The 49ers scored that touchdown to George Kittle, brought the game within five. Nick Bosa got a sack, I believe on second down after a short run, and then that set up the third and 11. And then bam, like talk about like taking being on your back foot, and then just punching the opponent in the mouth. That whole stadium went absolutely silent, and I had just tweeted right before that play that this uh, Levi Stadium was getting loud. The momentum was shifting in favor of the 49ers, and then bam, Javarius Ward getting cooked by like six or seven yards by Valdez Scantling for 57 yards. 49ers got almost no pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Nick Bosa did manage to get a sack, but And it was on that drive, and he's the only one that did. Nobody else was even involved in that. The 49ers got a total of three quarterback hits. They're usually over 10. They just were a non-factor. The pass rush was a non-factor. The secondary was a non-factor. The linebackers were a non-factor. I mean, the Chiefs still managed... Over five yards of carry. I, we just have not seen D'Amico Ryan's defense get outclassed like that. Yes, we know it's the Chiefs. And in maybe a lot of your harder hearts, you probably didn't expect the 49ers defense, the 49ers to win anyways. Or you didn't expect the 49ers defense to really hold up against the Chiefs that well, knowing what they were capable of. And that's exactly what we saw. and you got to wonder like were their halftime adjustments made because in the second half especially in the fourth quarter you know i mean here's what the here's what the the possessions looked like in the second half for the chiefs touchdown 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 punt with a backup quarterback in game's over I mean, you're the, the Chiefs are one missed field goal away from scoring on almost all their drives. You, the 49ers let off with that interception. Great play by Telno Hufunga. But then we've got touchdown, touchdown, missed field goal, touchdown, 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 punt, the game's over. So when you look at that, you're like the Chiefs it, it's a miracle the 49ers were even able to keep pace. But when you look at it like that, you're like how, oh, I mean, it really is just, it's such an anomaly of a game and the way it unfolded versus the way it felt versus the way it looked versus the way people are talking about it. It's just hard to get get a grasp on, you know, is this a huge indictment of the 49ers? Were the, was the game closer than we feel it was? Were the Chiefs just kind of toying with the 49ers and then finally decided, hey, let's put these guys away? It really is tough to put a gauge on, but all we know is that D'Amico Ryan's got absolutely ran circles upon by Andy Reid, and that's just the way it is. (laughs) The 49ers didn't even, they looked like they'd never seen a Mikko Hardman sweep ever, because there were quite a few of them. I mean D'Amico or Miko Hardman scored on a pass, and then he scored on one end around to the right, and then he scored on one end around the left, I think it was. Yep. It just seemed like the Chiefs' offense was was very prepared for the 49ers defense, and it in no way was it the other way around. And then on the other side of the ball. I mean that's it for my first takeaway. I don't want to pile on. We know the 49ers got absolutely torched on defense. It is what it is. We got to get to your takeaways too. Kyle Shanahan is not doing enough. He's not doing enough. I mean, I don't know the answer. That I'm not paid to know the answer, but we can look at it and we can say this is
2: not enough. I mean
1: you're looking at in comparison to the Chiefs and the Chiefs do not have a good defense. And they don't have to because they've got an offense that can that is it, that thrives in a shootout. But when you look at the 49ers plays, drives, field goal, touchdown, field goal, punt, interception, halftime, field goal, touchdown, safety, fumble, interception. So I mean when you look at that, it's like this really was a meltdown for the 49ers in the fourth quarter and a and a and a I mean, or you could even. Man, this is such so weird to look at. The 49ers had one drive in the in the third quarter. The Chiefs had a three-play, 33 yard drive, thanks in part to poor special teams and a stupid penalty on Juwan Jennings. That's they that gave their drive. They started their drive at the 33, immediately went and scored. Then the 49ers got their drive, 11 plays, 52 yards, and then settled for a field goal and went back to the Chiefs and they went nine plays, 85 yards for another touchdown. And it just, the second half just spiraled out of control for the 49ers. And it's like, is it a lack of adjustments? Is there just nothing you can do? Were the Chiefs just waiting to make their move? But how can you say that when they scored the, they scored touchdowns all game? It's just so weird to talk about, and I wish I, I kind of had a an answer. But when you look at the way this game unfolded on paper or you watch, it's just like you pulled in so many directions of this is either really, really bad, really bad, or just bad. And, and it's tough to find a bearing on which one. But Kyle Shanahan just doesn't seem to have ownership of this team right now. And if it does, then it makes him look even worse because the 49ers offense, they couldn't finish drives. They kept kicking these field goals when they knew they needed touchdowns. His offense isn't good despite the talent. I understand that Jimmy Garoppolo's in there, but Jimmy Garoppolo is on the 49ers team by choice. 49ers traded for him, and they gave him an extension. And yes, they tried to move on from him, but Trey Lance got hurt, and the only reason Jimmy is still around, which in a way is still a good thing, All I'm saying is Jimmy Garoppolo can't be the excuse as to why your offense is not performing when you were the guy that brought in Jimmy Garoppolo and that paid him a lot of money, and, and you're the reason he's still here. So it is what it is, but you've got an offense that now has Christian McCaffrey, that has Jeff Wilson Jr., who's playing well at running back. You've got George Kittle. You've got Brandon Ayuk. You've got Debo Samuel. You've got Kyle Juszczyk. There's no excuse for this. I'm not saying the offense needs to be Chiefs caliber. Absolutely not. But there's no excuse for this offense to look like it was maxed out at 23 points against a lackluster defense. There's no excuse for the amount of penalties the 49ers are getting hit with. In the worst times, 10 penalties for 80 yards, all of which seemed like they were like on first down. and and it just kept setting up these long drives that they have to try and push through. Mike McGlinchey looks completely lost. That dude was like throwing temper tantrums on the field. The team just looks unprepared, and whether it's offense or defense, it falls on Kyle Shanahan. He's the man. His offense is underperforming. The defense looked great, but then we saw what we saw today. Now, again... Uh, a loss to the Chiefs, a throttling by the Chiefs doesn't necessarily define what this defense is capable of or what the 49ers are capable of, but it sure as hell is a wake-up check for a lot of these guys, and no more so than Kyle Shanahan. Team looks unprepared. The special teams are struggling. This is, this is all taking
2: place underneath him, and he
1: has to find the answer for it. He can, you know, he can hide behind the fact that he's the offensive guru, play caller, which is losing a lot of its shine, by the way. All he wants, but all of this is happening under him. He's got to reel it in. He, there's still time for this to for the 49ers to fix themselves, you know, especially with the Rams coming up, which just may pull out a little more uh emotion on top of losing like this to the Chiefs. But from here on out, it's on Kyle Shanahan, and and that includes a lot of him personally in regards to his ownership of this offense and what this offense is capable of doing. Because right now, in most offensive statistics, the 49ers are right around the middle. Total yards, eh, maybe maybe like just outside the top 10. Passing yards per game is actually, and that's how you know that things aren't going well for the 49ers. Passing yards per game, Man, this ESPN site is horrible. Just keeps bouncing around. Passing yards per game, they're near the top 10. And passing yards, they're within the top 10. And you know, just by the way the 49ers are constructed, that's not what they want to do. That's asking Jimmy Garoppolo to throw a ball around the lot, which is not what they want to do. And then you look at rushing yards a game, they're closer to the middle of the pack. Total rushing yards eh, outside the top 10. Points per game, bottom half of the league. Total points, bottom half of the league. And you're talking about... Now, look, I'm not saying any of that is absolutely horrible, but you're talking about a Kyle Shanahan-led offense with plenty of talent. They should be a lot better than outside the top 10, middle of the league, bottom half of the league, nothing spectacular. Nothing spectacular. You know, and, and now their turnover differential is, is in the bottom half of the league. It's in the red. It's negative three.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: the defense is is solid. Despite a throttling by the Chiefs, the defense is still solid. But Kyle Shanahan is known for his offenses, and right now his offense isn't doing a whole lot. We'll talk about a little bit more of that later. It's one of the takeaways that I just at least want to talk about. I guess that's next when I got it on here. Yeah, because I mean we still got your takeaways, so we'll keep moving. Um, the 49ers, when they're down picture, I'm pretty sure we've all seen that but it's still pretty striking. If you haven't seen it, NBC Sports put out a little picture about Kyle Shanahan, and it's, it's divided into three categories. Down at halftime, down after the third quarter, and down three-plus points after the third quarter. And then it's separated by this season and then since 2017. Kyle Shanahan, down at halftime, since 2017 is 7 and 30 so if you are beating the 49ers at halftime there is a 30 and 7 or however you want to say it there's a very, we'll just we'll just keep it simple there's a very good chance you are winning that game and if Kyle Shanahan down after the third quarter since he entered since he came to the 49ers he's 4 and 31 27 times that the 49ers have been down in the third quarter out of 31, they've lost. Four and thirty-one. And then if you're down three plus points after the third quarter, the 49ers are one and thirty. Now it says three plus, which in you know includes three. And then however whatever else, however high that lead would go at that point. But all you got to do is be up on the 49ers by three points after the third quarter, and there is a 29 and 30 chance that you're going to win. The 49ers offense. I mean, to me, I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay,
2: what does this picture mean?
1: What does this picture mean to me? And to me, it means a couple things. Kyle Shannon's offense isn't built to come from behind. Kyle Shanahan's offense hasn't had a quarterback that's built to come from behind. You got an offense that wants to run the ball, establish dominance, eat up the clock, put together seven eight-minute drives, get a 11-point lead, and get the win. But anytime time they find themselves down, either by a lot or by a little, but late in the game when it's important, the offense just struggles to create points. Kyle Shanahan's offense is not a come from behind offense. It's not a shootout offense, which leads you to think, well, what type of offense is it then? I mean, we know they want to run the ball and they want to get ahead and they want to just grind the game out. But what kind of offense is that? You know, like you have an offense that can't ever turn up the octane a little bit and just... Make shit happen? It's just, it's weird, right? It just seems like Kyle Shanahan's offense is losing that shine, and it's starting to seem like, I mean, what is the best way to describe it? Just conservative. Let's get out ahead, and let's just get this win. Now, it doesn't always go like that. The 49ers have throttled plenty of people in the past. But if things ever don't go right, essentially that picture tells us that if things don't go right for the 49ers, they are nearly guaranteed to lose. Which is just a weird stat. It's kind of disheartening. It also means to me, a bit more surface level, that Kyle Shanahan's had some shitty quarterbacks. He's had some shitty quarterback lucks. And he's made some shitty quarterback decisions. He's passed on some good quarterbacks. He's become fixated on some quarterbacks that have never happened. He's had shitty quarterback luck with Jimmy Garoppolo's ACL, Jimmy Garoppolo's ankle, Trey Lance's ankle. Whether or not you feel like that's his fault is whatever you want. You know That's on you. So there's just this Kyle Shanahan and his relationship with the quarterback position since getting to the 49ers has just been, to call it a roller coaster would be an understatement. Up, down, up, down, up, down. But in the end, that's his legacy right now. It's just, you know, we've been to the NFC Championship. We've been to the Super Bowl. But everything else has just been all over the map. And there's only so long you can stand on those accomplishments. But, I mean, I don't want to overreact to that picture and those stats. They're certainly gross. You know the fact that the 49ers can literally n- almost never come from behind. But you know how many times have the 49ers been up at halftime? I guess if you were looking for the glass that's half full, I don't know. But, but pretty discouraging stat. Basically, if the, you go if you go into halftime, let alone the fourth quarter, down on the scoreboard, just take another drink. 49ers ain't coming from behind. That's what that picture's telling us. Rams is now a must win. Rams is now a must win. The 49ers are now third in the NFC West behind the Seahawks, who they throttled, which are four and three. Rams are three and three. 49ers are three and four. Cardinals are three and four. 49ers still have a decent division record. And a win against the Rams maintains that. If the 49ers are going to want to somehow stumble into the playoffs, which is at this point is what we can assume they're going to do or, or can do, it's going to be because they held it down against the division. Cardinals haven't looked great. Rams haven't looked great. Seahawks have been decent. Little, I think that was a voice crack, or maybe it was just good emphasis. Seahawks have been decent, but, I mean, they got destroyed by the 49ers. They didn't even score a point on offense, but must-win game at SoFi Stadium, Levi's North against the Rams. Clean, plain and simple. If you want some positives, Christian McCaffrey seems like he'll be fun. I mean, he he in, in his limited snaps, he stood out. You know, he had eight carries for thirty-eight yards at four point eight yards a pop. He also caught two passes for 24 yards. But when he was on the field, one, you notice him because he's white. A little different. And two, he just looks fast, man. He's like, I don't know what his top end speed is, but he's like zero to 10 is fast. And you got to the point where Levi's was booing every time they took Christian McCaffrey off the field, which is funny. But I think that'll be fun. I think Christian McCaffrey is is clearly going to be the 49ers lead back. He's, and I think the, I think, The quicker Kyle Shanahan realizes how much of the offense can flow through him, the better. I'm not saying use him how he was used in Carolina, where like he is the offense. They don't need to do that. You know, they've got all these other weapons to go to. But I do think Christian McCaffrey has that ability to be like that centerpiece, you know, where he's getting 15 to 20 carries a game and catching maybe five five passes a game you know, and, and that's kind of, he's just a constant threat for a defense, a thorn in their side. And I think that the 49ers will probably be better off keeping him involved, but he looked good and he looked quick. And I think that we'll see a lot more of him against the Rams. And, uh, and now the, you know, the Rams have to be kicking themselves in the butt knowing they got beat out by the 49ers for Christian McCaffrey. And here he comes uh, a week and a half, just long enough for him to learn the playbook. Just long enough for him to get a solid grasp on all the plays he's going to be involved in, and uh, and he takes it home. So Christian McCaffrey should be fun. He looked good. He stood out. Um, I'm looking forward to to seeing what he uh, what he brings. Now to to dampen the positivity a little bit, um, Kyle Juszczyk, Uh He came out of the game, got his hand looked at by medical staff, and he just had hand surgery. He's not going to play against the Rams. That is a huge piece. Kyle uh, Kyle Juszczyk is is. It was uh a cornerstone of the offense um I'm not sure who's gonna come in for him. I believe it was ross Dwelly in the past, which there's no skill drop off there um but we'll see how much that affects the offense uh but it's significant and that's why Kyle Yushi's been there this whole time um it's it's real it's a real significant loss i It didn't sound like it was gonna be long term um it sounded like you know it's kind of a similar thing to Jimmy Ward where he had that hand surgery, he missed like a week, and then he was back out there. Now, with Kyle check a guy who might need to carry, might need to catch the ball, I just don't know what this is going to look like for him or how significant that injury was. So we'll see. All right, let's get to your takeaways. Let's get rolling. I'm going from bottom to the top this time, starting off with Ramsey Nelson. Takeaway is exactly what it's become expected from Kyle Shanahan-led teams. Consistent for years, Kyle delivers copy and paste games over and over. Um, I mean, I... I'm not really sure where, sure where to go with that. I mean, it's not like the 49ers are getting blown out over and over. But I can kind of understand where you're going with the fact that a lot of what Kyle Shanahan is bringing to the table, we've seen it over and over. Um, maybe we'll expand on that later, Ramsey. I think we'll expand on that later if this keeps going, how it's going. Brian Seacomb. Brian's, Se- I think it's Seacomb. Seacombe? O-line sucked, no pressure at all on D-line. Uh, the O-line was not great. I mean, when you look at it in terms of Kansas City and what they were able to do on defense, their their um, box score is way more active from a defensive standpoint than the 49ers did. You have one, three, f- five sacks compared to the 49ers. One, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quarterback hits and four tackles for loss. I mean, the 49ers are supposed to have – and the Chiefs are no slouch along the defensive line, especially with Chris Jones. But, I mean, the 49ers are the ones that are supposed to have the vaunted defensive line, and they got completely outclassed by the Chiefs. So, I could see where Seacombe was coming at there. And the uh, the O-line was whatever. I mean, you had so many penalties. Trent Williams gave up a sack for a safety. Uh, Mike McGlinchey was getting his ass kicked all over the field. He was – Pitching fits, yelling at the refs, just looked completely lost. Uh, and I believe he gave up the pressure that led to a fumble that pretty much like iced the game. It, it kind of felt over before that. But, yeah, both lines for the 49ers were not good. Uh, young doll, suckage, that's all. I, I, I feel it. Uh, Mimo, if you don't have a cu- quarterback that can finish drives, it's too much pressure on the D, then all the penalties, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, there's just – there's nothing dynamic about Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and none of the plays – or very few of the plays that the Chiefs pulled off in those pressure situations, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo would be able to do those, you know, like third and 11 and a, and a huge 50 yard bomb. Like it's just not something the 49ers offense or Jimmy Garoppolo is equipped to do. So I, I agree with you, Mimo. I just, they're just working with what they've got, you know, it is what it is and we can go down the rabbit hole of the, Kyle Shanahan quarterback situation and how he's handled it for for a long time. But uh, in the end, he's landed himself where he is now. Tristan says, this coaching staff didn't help their players be better today. Uh, I agree. I, I agree. They did not look prepared. Our team is undercoached, which makes them overrated everywhere. I mean, that's a strong statement, and I, and I can't disagree with it. The 49ers are undercoached, which makes them overrated everywhere. I mean, that is, those, those are strong words. You know, and I I kind of agree, like we were just talking about, defensive line, supposed to be hella killer. You know, I understand that Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead are out, but it is what it is. Uh, Couldn't really do anything. You know, they have all these skilled positions, couldn't really do anything. The 49ers, you know, undercoached, which makes them overrated everywhere. That's interesting. That's an interesting way of saying that. Jeff Neal. Number sixty nine doesn't deserve to play in the NFL. Number sixty nine, nice is Mike McGlinchey. Uh, I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve to play in the NFL, but today was not his. Uh, and and maybe the NFL will decide that soon. But today was not a strong day for him. Muesli, um, I don't. I just don't think this organization will win a championship under Kyle Shanahan. Plain and simple. That very well may be the case. Very well may be the may be the case. Told a buddy of mine that I still think the 49ers will win a Super Bowl under Kyle Shanahan. Uh, You know, that that was before the game. <laughs> not the, the game should not change my opinion that much. But, man, it it, it that was a poor game from coaching, which kind of shook those foundations a little bit. Alec Hudson, new week, same problems that trading for a running back can't fit. Uh, I agree to an extent, but I do feel like the 49ers offense is lacking firepower, even though it shouldn't be. It, like, has the firepower and can't figure out how to use it. But maybe adding Christian McCaffrey to that mix We'll give them just a little more oomph. We'll see. We'll see if the, if the points per game reflect that. But I do agree with you to an extent. I just think maybe adding Christian McCaffrey can fix one of their problems, which is an underperforming offense. But if that offense continues to underperform even with Christian McCaffrey, then you're just you're looking at a whole lot of uh, a last paychecks. DJ Cabral defensively had no answer for the outside round. They had no answer for anything. The offensive line did not hold up. Both lines were trash. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Pepe, Sylvia. Kyle isn't putting his players in positions to succeed. We have way too much talent to under, underperform every week on offense. I 100% agree. I don't have the solution, but whatever the hell is happening, and maybe it starts and ends with Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan, uh, is it's not commensurate to the talent they have. I agree, Pepe. Lars claw. Reading Claw. Either way, I would be impressed if I got close to that last name. Hopefully I didn't slaughter it, Lars. This is more than just a loss. This was a big downer, especially mentally. Going into the game with nearly the best personnel you got and getting destroyed like this, this one is harder than other losses this team suffered. It will be hard to bounce back once again. I agree. The Forty Nine this, like I said earlier, the Forty ers have no excuse for this one. Not that you should ever make excuses, but the Forty ers have no excuse for this loss. It just they got throttled, they got beat down, they got outclassed in the fourth quarter, and that's all that matters. Munson, just a dumpster fire of a game. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. Uh, Lauren Fraser, fire Kyle. Um, I'm not of the, the fire Kyle opinion yet, but I feel like we're officially at a point where arguments can be made as to why the 49ers should fire Kyle Shanahan. Up until this season, I've kind of felt like that was a little much. But Kyle Shanahan this year just is not doing good enough. And I feel like once a head coach, is, is it's very easy to say they're not doing good enough. When it's obvious they're not doing good enough, um, then you can start having those conversations. Tim, my takeaway is that this time the defense not carry Jimmy and make up for his poor play. We all know Jimmy is going to be Jimmy and do Jimmy things. But the surprise, but the surprise is when the D-line plays like Jimmy instead of making up for Jimmy. A lot of Jimmy in there. Um, and I would say the defense played worse today. The defense played as bad today as Jimmy Garoppolo played against the Broncos. They hit their new low. Jimmy Garoppolo's already hit his for this season, or at least we hope it is. Uh, can't believe I just said that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's true, Tim. I mean, Jimmy wasn't great today. He wasn't horrible. I wouldn't say necessarily Jimmy was bad enough to be the reason they lost, but it just wasn't good enough. We saw that. And when the D collapses like that, it is what it is. You know, a lot of problems have, uh, a lot of people have problems with the D collapsing like that. And, and now that's that's among the 49ers problems as well. Dougie McVladdy, nobody was good. This team wins nothing with Kyle and Jimmy. Well, they've already won a lot, but in terms of hardware, not a lot. Tyler Rice, unless the offense is having six yards per carry, Shanahan doesn't have an offense. We can blame Jimmy and he deserves it, but at some point Shanahan needs to become less one-dimensional, especially if he's going to be considered an offensive genius. I 100% agree. Kind of goes into what we were talking about earlier. This offense is very one-dimensional in the fact that if it doesn't get out ahead and if it can't run the ball it's almost guaranteed to lose Nick said can a coach be considered elite if he's one and 30 when trailing by 3 plus in the fourth quarter not a troll question really concerned about our ability uh, i don't i don't think you can consider Kyle Shanahan elite anymore i still think he's probably among the top 10 coaches in the NFL but maybe getting closer to 10 and this is coming from someone who considered him maybe a top 5 to top three coach at one point and now that that shine is is wearing off and he just he, he his offense is one-dimensional and all the personnel he's put together and he's got a lot of talent he's still not able to make it move df equals pd fabian i don't even know what, what all that means but i'm sure you do Imagine having Kittle Debo, IU, can CMC against a bottom five air defense and not being able to get more than three points in three consecutive possessions. Yes, you're going to give a lot of points against an explosive Kansas offense, but come on. Yep, it was an underperforming offense. The 49ers were never going to be able to win a shootout against Kansas City, especially when the defense played like that. If the defense got some stops, gave the offense a chance against a bad defense like Kansas City, there may have been something happening there, but the defense never stopped them. JB, time to look at the coaching. Yep, it absolutely is. Brian, defense, special teams, discipline, end of story. Yep, talked about it. Special teams started out what seemed like really strong, and, and lately they've just been pretty damn horrible. And, and stop taking the ball out of the end zone if you're not going to get past the 15. Laurie said the best play, of, best play of the game was T-Huff's interception. It was very impressive. We were a mess everywhere. Based on our defense, our offense, we need to score 45-plus to win, and that wasn't going to happen. Two bad games in a row. Casey is tough and hard to beat, but we could have had a better showing. I agree. I think that's a pleasant way of looking at it. Not a pleasant way of it. was a good way of looking at it. Casey is tough and hard to beat. The 49ers could have had a better showing, especially in the fourth quarter. Now, Lori, if I'm not mistaken, I believe – you got all up in my case about that George Kittle me calling that Jimmy Garoppolo pass to George Kittle an overthrow. And then I got on my Twitter and I broke it down. Uh, you might want to check on that. If I I might have the wrong person. Hopefully not. Hopefully hopefully uh that's not you, Lori, but if it was, shame on you for, for coming at me that hard. Saying something about like me having a horrific take. People don't forget. Anyways, M. Bryson. Uh it's just not good enough. The team has talent to be good. They haven't shown the discipline to be good. That goes for the coaching staff and the roster. They all look completely lost out there the majority of the time. I don't know that i don't they looked completely lost the majority of the time against the chiefs but that I don't know about you know them being it's not a general statement or at least it shouldn't be um uh, but that was a poor showing. Uh, the team has struggled with discipline. We talked about it with the penalties, and now the spotlight's kind of turning towards the coaching staff, and rightfully so, rightfully so. So, Graz, 49ers remind me of a 2000s Marty slash Nor of Charger teams, and Ben'sly talented, can never quite get it to fit. It was always something. We have a disappointingly high number of embarrassing games, given the talent. McG also can't cannot be back in 2023. Uh, I agree with all that, and to me, that's what it all falls down to. We have a... Disproportionately high number of embarrassing games given the talent. Another good way of putting that. Y'all are on fire on the takeaways today. The Southern Yankee, I am puzzled. The defense overloaded Trent and Glitch all game. Jimmy never called audibles. Has he ever called an audible? I think he called an audible like in the first snap. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think he did, but I have to go back and add. I just remember looking at Christian McCaffrey like, back there, and then they called an audible, I, I believe. Pete Lucas, the CMC trade won't matter. It's all. It's almost too many weapons for Kyle to wade through. The offense has no identity, no consistency, and terrible execution. They tried to become the Rams passing to run instead of the ups. I agree with that. I think that's well stated as well. Um, I'm not going to say that the CMC trade won't matter. I think the offense will be better with him, especially when the 49ers are lacking that lead running back that CMC could be. But you have a little bit of a point when you say it's almost too many weapons for Kyle Shanahan to wade through. He already has a a suite of weapons that they get targets and they get receptions, but the points aren't on the board and drive stall in the red zone. So what the hell? Sean Patrick Ford, penalties are killing on offense. Can you look at yardage lost on offense and yardage given on defense? Well, uh, what do you mean by yardage given on defense? By defensive penalties? I mean, I think I could. Um, I don't know if I have that in front of me. All I have is the total penalties for the 49ers, which is 10 for 80 yards. The Chiefs actually had more penalty yardage, um, but I don't believe this separates that in terms of offense and defense. I can go to the game book and kind of wade through here. Um, penalties, penalties, penalties. I don't. It doesn't separate him on offense and defense. just gives me the numbers and yards. But I think that's a good question, and I'd like to find out where that exists. Um, Ketan, Ketan, Ketan Rana. I almost said Katana, Ketan Rana. The grass was nice today. (laughs) Well done, Tom, Honda dude. How about Red Bull? I'm glad I chose to watch the U.S. Oh, the U.S. Grand Prix to see another Max win and Red Bull win Constructors Championship instead. I watched both. I was in the stadium watching the game while also watching the United States Grand Prix. So dedication, I guess. And let's keep going. We're almost there. Chiefs front office was genius trading Tyreek, maintaining a great offense because of Reed Mahomes and shed salary cap to upgrade their line. Niners may need to rethink Trent Williams at 36. Armstead Kittle, Jimmy Ward, shed some salary and get younger, cheaper talent in important positions. Well, I I mean, that's way easier said than done. Um, the Chiefs only shed Tyreek and then added some some playmakers. You know, They had Mecole Hardman there. Uh, another uh, speedster, nowhere near Ty- Tyreek's ability. But, you know, they've also got Travis Kelsey. They've also got Juju uh, Schuster. They've also got uh Valdez-Scantling, who adds another element of speed. So they're not shorthanded. Uh, but uh, if the 49ers shed Trent Williams, uh, Eric Armstead, you know, hopefully he gets back on the field. It sounds like he's doing a little better. George Kittle, Jimmy, like you're shedding, sure you're shedding money, but you're also shedding talent and there's no guarantee you're going to get younger and and you might get younger and cheaper for sure, but you may get way worse <laughs> it's it's It isn't that easy. Baldwin Blues not good enough. tried to tell you when did you try to
2: tell me you don't even you don't even follow me. when would you have tried
1: to tell me that that something's not good enough? I don't know well, good luck to you, Baldwin. Mike McVay, this was a tough one. Things started out so well as usual, and then bam. First half needed touchdowns, not field goals. Second half, that third and 20, and third and 11 killed us. Yes, it was. Oh, my gosh. that Was it the third and 20 to Jared McKinnon? That was unbelievably bad. Team is not the same when not healthy. Need to get better moving forward. And they were pretty healthy against the Chiefs. you know. And, and it's just brutal. Jesus Martinez, maybe this offense just isn't that good. And our playmakers aren't as good as we think they are. I wouldn't necessarily buy into that. On top of that, we have a mediocre quarterback. That I will buy into. Defense is beat up and missing the pass rush. Plus, offense can't sustain drives, which adds even more pressure. 100%. But I know Debo Samuel is a great player. I know Brandon Ayuk is a great receiver. I know George Kittle is a great tight end. The fact that I know those playmakers are as good as I think they are, but the fact that the offense isn't good with them, there's your indictment of Kyle Shanahan right there. So I'm with you, Jesus, for part of your, for part of your takeaway. Something is definitely wrong when our D-line cannot get any pressure on Mahomes. The offense will suffer as long as McGonchie is at right tackle. I agree with both of that. I don't know why the D-line struggles so much, but I knew the offense. Chiefs offense was throwing everything at Nick Bosa from running in his direction to constantly chipping him from different directions, to blocking him from different directions. Nick Bosa seemed Nick Bosa seemed frustrated after that game and made a comment like he wasn't prepared for what the Chiefs were going to throw to him. So, perhaps a little bit of wake-up call there for him and uh, Chris Kaseric. JF too fresh. Good thing Halloween is coming up so McGlinchy can wear a mask to hide himself from public after that horrific horrifying performance. Hey, we saw it. It's true. I got I mean I got Michael Myers mask if he needs one. Caleb Sutherland, Shanahan needs to address the lack of discipline. Uh, needs, his address should start with him because that's his department. If the team can't win the way they want, they fall apart. Aside from 2019, we haven't really seen this team be able to adapt and win in multiple ways. But that's not what happens with Jimmy at quarterback. I agree. I agree. Um, the offense is really kind of losing its, uh, its, its luster for sure. JGCPA2120. We need to pump the brakes on D'Amico being a lockhead coach next season he's he's been bad these last two weeks third and long is killing this team uh he certainly took off a little bit of his uh of his shine there uh we'll see we'll see i i think the nFL's still gonna be interested in him but um i mean shit last couple weeks i mean you got throttled by the Falcons and the chiefs chiefs understandable Falcons not so much but there were some injuries there we'll see we'll see if they can Excuse me, rebound. Kevin J, lots of great position players on O, except the main one, and it shows. Well said. Oh, JF2 fresh coming back up. Still really questioning Kyle. For the run game to be going so well against that KC defense, he tends to mix in the trying-to-be-cute plays that derail our rhythm. I didn't notice that. You know, it seems like you've gotten like four to five yards on first down, or you're at third and short, and then you just do something silly. It's like if the 49ers were averaging as much as they were on the ground, you know, 4.8 yards a carry, just keep running the ball. I agree. I mean, now the 49ers were down. They had to go. That's what plays into a lack of carries. But if you're averaging 4.8 yards per carry, you're still moving the ball. And the 49ers started to fail to do that. So maybe it was because they got a little bit away from the run, but again, it's just a slippery slope with once the game starts to get out of control. But, Anyways, that's it for our takeaways. Um, Hopefully this podcast wasn't too downer. Obviously we had to talk about the 49ers giving their ass kick and there's really no way to sugarcoat that. But hey, uh, we'll be back on here a little later this week. Um, I leave for Las Vegas Saturday evening. So I will be watching the 49ers games from Las Vegas. I will probably try to find a way to podcast from Las Vegas. But if you don't get I mean, I'll talk about this again later in the week when we preview the Rams game. But um, if you don't get a post-game reaction pod right away, I'll I'll find a way to make it happen. I'll find a way to make it happen. She hit. All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, Appreciate you guys listening to the pod. Thank you for your support of Striking Gold. Thank you for replying to the takeaways posts and being a part of the podcast. Just thanks for all the support, man. It's been awesome. Um, Need to start getting some guests on here. I mean, we're seven weeks into the season and I haven't had a guest. Uh, that's a little, uh, that needs correcting on my part. We'll get some dudes back on here. Um, still on the lookout for a co-host, you know, it's, it's out there. There's, I'm considering some names, but I mean, I only want the best for you guys. So if I haven't got a co-host yet, it's not because I'm just like, eh, I'm lazy. I'm just going to do this by myself. It's because I really want it to be the right fit. You know, every other co-host I had KP should have still been on here, but Niners nation got weird. Um, and obviously, I went for years with Eric Crocker. So if I'm gonna gonna have a new co-host on here, I want it to fit. I want it to work. There's a few names out there I'm considering, but I just want to make sure it's right. Just so you know where my head's at. All right, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to Strike the Goal. Thank you for the support in the pod. Uh, download, listen, subscribe, rate, review, send to your friends, all that stuff. Get the let's, let's, those are rookie numbers, man. We gotta bring those numbers up. Movie quote. Anyways. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. But y'all know what it is. For another episode, I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold. We're signing out.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why?